Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. The gospel reading that you just heard is a good reminder of why we need to read and understand the Jesus of the scriptures and not the Jesus of our imaginations or the Jesus of our culture. When we read the gospels in the whole of scripture, we encounter a Jesus that will sometimes make us scratch our heads, make us uncomfortable, make us realize that we don't really just yet have a full understanding of God incarnate. We need these stories from the gospel readings to help us so that we do not grow comfortable in our perceptions of who Jesus is. Because we are so susceptible to align our understanding of Jesus with that of our own preferences. But more about this on another day. Today, though, I want to continue the topic we began last week when Jesus said these words in the gospel reading. He said, if anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. We were reminded last week that in the context of when Jesus said these words, it was in relation to Jesus Christ and his cross. It was specifically to not be ashamed of the cross of Jesus Christ, a suffering Savior, an arrested and executed Messiah. And when we heard our second reading today, we are reminded once again of the power of the cross of Jesus, where St. Paul writes, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The power of God is the cross of Jesus. It is the crucifixion that makes a way for us to be forgiven of sins. It is the crucifixion that provides the path of eternal life. It is the crucifixion that guides us in the life that we live here on earth. The cross of Jesus is the power of God to those who are being saved. Because without the cross, we do not have a savior. Without the cross, we are left to our own merits and our own abilities. And that won't cut it. As we prayed this morning in our opening collect, Almighty God, you know that we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. The cross is the power of God for us. and We need the cross of Jesus Christ. And that is also something the Corinthian church needed to hear. You see, The church in Corinth was having all kinds of issues. There were people lining up over here, lining up over there, kind of like you might say spiritual cliques. We wouldn't have those today, I'm sure, but people were following their favorite apostle. Some liked Peter, some liked Paul, some liked Apollos. And with this type of following, factions broke out. But what St. Paul reminded them was that we are all together under the cross of Jesus Christ. To be apart from one another, to form into factions and groups, is to deny the power of the cross. 
Because it is the cross of Jesus that brings us together. And this cross of Jesus is what we proclaim. We should proclaim the death of Jesus. The death of Jesus is what we proclaim in our baptism. You cannot have the good news of the gospel without the cross. It is what we proclaim. However, many do not want to hear such a proclamation. It sounds like foolishness. Why would the creator of the universe become like his creation and die? Sounds like rubbish. Yet others seek something else, signs of power. Why follow weakness? Certainly in our world, it is power that gets the job done, not humility and death. But St. Paul wrote, Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. The cross of Jesus is the power of God and the wisdom of God. And that is what we proclaim. That is what we preach, as Paul put it. We proclaim Christ crucified. We are not to be ashamed of the cross of Jesus Christ. And we are to proclaim the cross of Jesus Christ. And I find it fascinating that when there is conflict in the church, of which Paul is dealing with here in 1 Corinthians, he does not preach what we would probably expect to hear. In this instance, he does not say that we all just need to love each other more. Can't we all just get along? Where is the love? Come on, guys. But rather, he says that we proclaim a crucified Messiah. He does not say we proclaim love. Now, wait a second. Why would we preach this violent act of crucifixion? Is not the message of God one of love? Are we not supposed to love God and love others? Is not it all about love? Well, it is about love. God's love. We are to love God with our whole being. We are to love people in the same way we care for ourselves. But this word love is to be understood in the meaning of the cruciform life. And a life that is formed by the cross. Because real love, the real meaning of love is discovered in the cross of Jesus Christ. And Jesus said as much in the Gospel of John chapter 15. He said, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remained in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Love each other in the way that Jesus has loved us. And then he said, greater love has no one than this. To lay down one's life for one's friends. The greatest understanding of love is to lay down one's life for the other. And we obviously see this in the cross. Where Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. It is in the cross that we truly discover love. 
even in this violent and cruel execution device called the cross, we find the act of God incarnate to be the most defining act of love. And it is this love that we are called to, a love defined by the cross of Jesus Christ, a sacrificial love. As St. John, the beloved disciple of Jesus, said in his letter, 1 John 3, 16, this is how we know what love is. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. What is love? It's Jesus Christ giving up his life for us. And St. John writes a little further. We ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. This is why we proclaim Christ crucified. This is why we preach Christ crucified. Because Jesus gave his life for us so that we can be set free from sin and death. And when we believe upon Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins, we can receive the gift of eternal life, the grace of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. We preach, we proclaim Christ crucified. The proclamation of the cross of Jesus Christ is the message we have. It is the power of God to us who are being saved. And so as we continue this journey in Lent, working our way toward Holy Week of just a couple weeks away now, the time when we contemplate and consider the events of the passion of our Lord, may we proclaim the good news of Jesus in this world. And in so doing as we proclaim the gospel in word and in action, may we proclaim the cross. A cross that gives the real meaning of love. May we give up our lives for the sake of the world. I want to finish today with a reading from our hymn that we just sang in our opening. It was the second verse of There's a Balm in Gilead. It's an Afro-American spiritual. But listen once again to the words that we sang together. If you cannot preach like Peter, if you cannot pray like Paul, you can tell the love of Jesus and say, He died for all. That is the message. That love is defined by Jesus on the cross. Share the good news. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.